treat me like a slut. Guess who it is? <laughs> it's Ravi. <laughs> <laughs> the only slut. And who's next to me? It's the Dave of DC, the perfect girl in this perfect world, Nini Paris. Ooh, one day. Listen to this podcast back, and that's going to make a lot of sense. Ooh, foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, it's actually the end of the season, y'all. We're here. We made it. <laughs> actually, the end of the series, apparently. Um, no, Nunu uh, is on to some big moves. We're excited to announce that Nunu is going to be performing. At... DC9 on March 6th. So if you're free, when it comes, support some amazing um, Latinx performers or myself. Please go down! <laughs> <laughs> Please go down! <laughs> I'm not the wrong. only Afro-Latino <laughs> DC queen. The, the, the Afro-Latino <laughs> of DC. Oh my god. Speaking of, what happened to Amara La Negra? Who remembers that? I actually saw a comment of hers pop up on my Instagram recently. She's out here commenting and living her life. Don't judge. She's still on Love and Hip Hop. No. Yeah, that's still going on. Miami's still going on, surprisingly. They canceled LA. Lauderdale, ho. Um, <laughs> so, so tell me about what you were talking about before we started recording. You were saying you have ready poops. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'll talk about my nutrition. Uh, so I am, you know, in a, a really approaching my thirties, y'all. Like I, I turned thirty in August, and so I'm like really starting to think about colon health because you never know. And I have, I've, I've been making this gr- like green juice, which used to be green until I added beets to it. Um, but I've been adding a half a beet. To my green juice, and now it's a red. So juice. when you say beets, um, and okay, if you all don't know the new Paris, and a lot of people who do know, my nutrition and relationship with food is interesting. Toxic. Ah, uh, that's not toxic. <laughs> it's toxic. I'm very Toxico. picky. I'm very like not toxica. I grew up eating out a lot, so it's just I kind of don't understand like things. So when you say beet. Like, I don't know where to get a beat in a grocery store. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what? so, like, you get, like, a real beat or there's, like, a frozen beat? Are there frozen beats? They don't have frozen beats at Safeway. Nunu has a great point there. I didn't know where to find beats at this thing. I I just came across it because I was shopping in the you know produce aisle. Because I'm always now that I'm making this green juice, it always motivates me to look. Oh, maybe what other stuff can I substitute or look for uh, to make it more of a well-rounded? Because you know I could add broccoli in there. Um, no, I can add like spinach in there, but then if I add spinach in, or like something else like spinach or Brussels sprouts, those are, those are the same plant, so they have the same nutritional value. You want to look for oh a different. God. Someone asked me about Brussels sprouts today. They're like they're great for you. They're like, do you eat them? And I was like, yeah. You want to know my recipe? And I was like, first you like wash them. What I said? Hey, you, <laughs> you're such a wife. Yes. First of all, always wash them, right? Yeah, always. I don't know why I thought that was necessary to tell them. But I was just like, wash your Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I mean, you never know. You don't never know. Get some balsamic sauce. vinegar. Uh, oh yes, very that, very that. Um, and so you have to think about a well-rounded smoothie. So and so I've been making it, and it really does make everything just like flow better. And I just feel like I, I notice a vast difference in my just like being. When I'm eating, when I drink that every morning. And so I added that, and now that I've had a half a beat for two days straight, a whole beat in two days, my poop is like red. Like yeah. it looks like I just got gutted, honey. First right, of all. Right. Yeah, that. Well, that's what happens when it tears. Oh my God. Uh, that's that's too far. Oh my God. I remember that's too, that's too we, gore. we had a gore trigger. Oh my God. We had a mutual friend that, that happened to. I remember. What? He, he oh my God. His anal tear. Child. Oh my God. These girls can't take dick. Yeah. At all. 
Honey, swallow it. <laughs> swallow, swallow it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we are coming back after a two-week hiatus. Um, it was a two weeks. Yes, it was. Maybe three weeks, honestly. No, we did do one last week. We did a week before that. Just every other week, you know, we're busy. You're, you get two, uh, two yeah, a month. Oh, yeah, you're right. The last episode that I was in, um, <laughs> I sound like an air traffic controlman. Oh, my God. Yeah, you refused to come over that day. It was so wild. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm happy that you're red and you're flowing. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're back, we're back together. So much has happened. You were actually out in Tejas. Uh, Dallas, Texas. Um, I don't know what county actually it is. I, I don't even know how Texas operates. I don't think they have counties. Because I didn't see one county sign. I just saw, now you're surprisingly in the colony, apparently. Or you're in Irving, or you're in Arlington, or you're in Dallas, or you're in Carrollton. I was staying in Frisco, Texas, to be more accurate. Not New Carrollton? Not New Carrollton. <laughs> not New New Carrollton. Um, not New New Carrollton. Okay! Brandy! Potential name change. I claim it. <laughs> <laughs> we should put new pair of stickers on the new Carrollton side. Actually, I love going to New Carrollton because they have a Bojangles there. Oh and if you all know Bojangles, then you know and, and I do go there. Remember, that's where the Carvel ice cream shop is. Yes, very that. Um, I love Carvel. That's a very, I'm surprised they have it here. I thought it was only in New York. But you were out in Tejas. I wasn't out in Tejas. And te- Texas is a lot of fun. I will say it's an interesting go. I think everyone should go to Texas at least one time, honestly. Just for the just to understand what Texas is and to understand why Texas is what it is. Um, and there were certain things that were definitely cultural changes. Luckily, I never saw one, like, Confederate flag. So do I think, would I choose to live uh, in Dallas or, or in Texas in general or North Carolina? Honey, sign me up to Texas, honestly. Oh, my God. I think North Carolina, it it just put things into perspective for me and how North Carolina operates. And I think North Carolina is so... Boring. That part. I think it doesn't have, I think it lacks spark. I think it lacks flavor. I think it lacks a culture. But I did see Texas being very Latino in multiple areas. And I never thought about Latino money like we don't have. But there's a small growing community of Latino money that's just like middle class. And I saw a whole gated community of just Latinos and just like, um, and other, like I said, other people of color, but it was very much that. like Right, which just to slow down for, you know, our listeners out there, that is really important for people of color. Again, I've said this all throughout the podcast, but when we go into rooms, when we go into spaces, we look to see if there's other people that look like us. Yes. So gated communities often don't look like people of color. Even yeah. though even ones that we know might people of color live in might be one there, one across yeah. the street, one down the street. You know, it, it, it's still a feeling. Yes. So to see it and, again, to be Latino is very different because, you know, we had before a whole administration just targeted. Targeting, especially people in Dallas or especially people in Texas. And so, Did like, you talk to Ted Cruz? Say hi. Say yeah, hi. I forgot the dame. First of all, my uh, sister-in-law called him um, um, Ted Cancun Cruz. Apparently, people would drag him for that. So still, I was talking about that the other day. It was like a year ago that he yeah. like fled people, to mean, Cancun. But again, Dallas. That's what I'm saying. Texas is is such a they they really talk about Texas in Texas, and like I just was very fascinated by the the idea, and so like. I will say I would not live in Texas for many reasons. One being... Because all your exes live in Texas. What lyric is that? Um, Siri? (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, I will say, like, I would never live there because you would have to operate around with a car. And I think that is just not my team. I agree. Rapid driving is extremely Hazardous. scary. I'm, I'm it's, ha- it's so bad. It's so bad. And so, I don't want to... Well, I mean, biking in D.C. is just as dangerous, honestly. Uh, but I will say, just like Texas's roads are reckless because there's multiple overpasses. You know, in movies where you see these dramatic overpasses over overpasses over overpasses, and you're like, "Where the fuck is that, Texas?" Because yeah, I'm like, it, it's a maze of overpasses, and just and, and when everyone says it's everything's bigger in Texas, that is a fact. Everything is bigger in Texas because the roads are massive. You see, and there's no trees in where I saw. No, it's all. It's just flat. Like a desert. It's like flat and like I want to say desert. It's just flat, rural, but it's like ranchy. It's like very Texas Chainsaw kind of sometimes. Uh, not so much because there's so many. Co- it's also very corporation. You will love it. Like it's big corp. I love. I mean, you know what I mean. Big pharma. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you would find every restaurant like Waterburger was delicious. By the way, better than In and Out and better than Shake Shack. Um, I mean, like I saw, I saw like Chili's. I saw all the all the girls. Chili's, yes, all the girls, <laughs> all the girls. But and there was other ones I I forgot that. Well, I was like, whoa, it's here too. But it's just very like uh, just like that kind of place. It has literally everything. And so my thing is, you have to drive. No, and the parking lots were so cluttered, and they're so hard to get to. And Texas people don't rush anywhere so you're stuck there and you're like why are people stopping uh, yeah that is that well it's not i'm gonna say a southern thing because i feel like some somewhere in the georgia florida line they they crank up the the, the driving something about them makes them crazy but uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a middle part of the south where it's just like i don't uh-huh. care uh-huh. i'm going it's just a day yeah we're driving and i'm like we have places to go yeah so your favorite part of texas probably was just Watching in cocktail all the time. Oh my god! My favorite part of Texas was getting to meet my three nephews, my three nephews and nieces down there. I have two nieces, um, and one nephew, and I had never met them. I met uh, the oldest when she was like six weeks old, and um, and then I hadn't met them. So it was like a wife swap. So they had to accept essentially a total stranger into their home and then interact with them as if it was normal. In addition to that. He's a homosexual. It's crazy. Yeah, and I, I'm, honestly, this is going to be a real moment, but, like, I feel like I've sometimes going home, I don't feel seen as a gay person, or, like, I feel like, you know, like, it's, like, junior. You know what I'm saying? But when I went here, when I went there, um, it was more like, oh, like, my, I mean, my dad went to a gay bar with me. That was, like, very much, like, something I never knew I, that would make me feel so stable. I'm proud um, that your dad was pulling trade that is you. <laughs> that is first of all triggering because I was uh, like, oh! <laughs> my dad is so funny too though. Um, but uh, it was just very like nice to just be like the old older gunkle, and um, and like my my niece Sophia, the middle one, she has such a personality, like truly, and Kaylee like does every sport imaginable literally and i'm just like realizing that i've like i have this whole family that you know i haven't met before and it was very much like heartwarming and like it was also like i didn't feel aged but i also felt like wow i'm i'm like a mature adult now like i have to be i definitely think uh, adult i have a (laughs) i am a mature adult. adult 
Uh, but I have to be like like very like a stable person for my nieces and nephews. Um, and I have to like really like be a role model and like everything I do could in fact right. affect them. I actually do this sounds so terrible. I actually do like the opposite with my family. So anytime I'm around my extended family where they're like children, I just avoid them. Obviously I work with children all the time and I know how much work it takes, so I don't feel like I need to even interact because I'm like, if I interact, I have to put in effort. I have to be this person. I have to be, yeah, the best person possible. And I can understand. And that. I truly just want to chill and be on drugs. You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. <laughs> you can still do both, trust. And you can still do both. They don't. They do know. I'm not gonna lie. Your kids do know you're on drugs. They do know you're high. I don't. I don't want any illusion no, out there. I, it know. definitely was a realization, realization when I say that. People think kids are dumb, but they're not. They're not dumb. <laughs> they're not dumb. I kids think about literally way. everything. So. And I'm like, no, uh, you caught me. But like, uh, but I, yeah, I definitely, but I really appreciated like just like meeting everyone and like seeing a whole new place of the of the country that I never even heard of. Um, like Frisco, Texas, honey. I've never heard of Texas. Frisco, before. Texas. I've heard of Plano, Texas, which is where also I've heard of Paris, Texas. That's where I'm from. <laughs> and Mesquite, Texas, apparently. It was called to Mesquite. Uh, but Dallas was a great scene, honestly. Like, when I say, not, all shade to DC gay bars, but I we don't have it compared to Dallas. Dallas really had, like, a whole vibe. There was a little gay bar next to a JR's, y'all. So, um, they had a place called Havana, and it was, all, like, jam-packed with Latinos, literally. And But it was, like, very nice to see like a place where it wasn't like supposed to be a place for latinos i feel like but it was just a nice place to feel like i didn't have to think about white people or i didn't feel like they had the power or the control or the influence um and but see this is the thing and my one of my clients really put it in perspective she was like yeah she's from texas she's like i believe that the dallas scene is more probably more culturally relevant or like more like important than here is because DC is very transient, but over there people have to live there. They're living there. I was gonna say you're and, getting like the real, the real side of people, all yeah. shapes, all sizes. You know, yes. no gym. You know that I said there's no gym. The gym culture here, as we know, especially Toxic, the is yeah. so uh, terrible. So it's just it's just a different culture. Okay. Uh, but oh my, over there was I mean, first of all, was Rafi pulling trade? Rafi was pulling trade, honey. But the issue was was my dad was there. And second of Man. all, I had to really accept how like I, I went to the glory hole together. No, the I could never. Hole. I could, and also, I, I'm just such a. I realize I'm such a prude when I go to gay bars. It's not easy for me to go to gay bars. Like I'm, I'm good. Like it is easy for me to dance and have fun with my friends. What's not easy is when people try to flirt with me. I immediately shut down. Um, you know, I am constantly in gay bars as y'all know y'all see me every weekend constantly is a word yeah <laughs> yeah I totally feel that um it, it is weird for me now to go into the gay bars really y'all it, it may sound like I have like some kind of weird social anxiety but it's just like yeah it throws me because again I work in an all black school and mostly still hit our normal school yeah. um the friends I have outside are of color and queer so I have like cultivated my own spaces so when I go into like a predominantly white space even predominantly gay space sometimes it's like <sighs> you don't trust it yeah you know it, it, I mean it's just about a wall right you be ready to fight bitches I don't yes. know what it is yes. <laughs> it doesn't be going wrong I'd be like just yes. in case yes. I'm just ready if it goes down yes and so <laughs> and I really feel that because I actually got into a little disagreement with uh, my brother's brother 
Um, <laughs> and it was uh, quite the disagreement. Um, I puffed my chest a little bit, and I had to explain myself. Like you said, gay rights, honey. I said, watch your mouth. I pretty much just said, watch your mouth, because he was trying it. He tried it several times throughout the night, and so I at the gay bar. No, throughout the night, and we didn't. We didn't. First of all, it was more of a like you know me. When I get into it, I get into it. So I'm just like, shut up. Like we're done. Like stop talking to me. You don't exist to me. We're done. And so, um. Did I hit him with an AK-47 while he was just being stupid and that's his personality is what I was explained to? Sure. Yeah, I definitely did not need to go that hard. But to me, it's just like... I thought you meant you like actually went to like a shooting range or something. No. First of all, guns everywhere. Guns well, everywhere. Wait, do you know how to shoot a gun? You don't know how to shoot a gun. Before you even... Add, that's I, a shot, a, question I shot a gun literally two months ago. Every time I go to my family's... We all, all my family has guns. I'm from the country, y'all. Every time I go to my family, they have shoot a gun. First of all, I, I, if it goes down, I'm ready. Where's the gun here? I don't need one. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, no, I, the, I saw guns down there, and it's just not something, I guess that also just is not something I vibe with at all. Like, I, I, at I get, all. Like, I just don't. I just think it's Open like, it's just, like, I was like, oh, my God, the kids are watching this. <laughs> I get really, like, you know, like, worried that the, the, the babies are not going to like it. Um, but that was just something things that I, and again, that's not my culture though. That's Dallas's culture. I, I don't, that's not, I don't live in Dallas, so they got to do what they got to do down there. But something I realized while I was down there is I had a lot of social anxiety and I think that's why I probably, I snapped at like, uh, my brother's brother, Kip, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> I want you to keep that in. I need you to keep that in. See, see how she talks to me. Um, so I think that's probably why a little, I was a little frustrated because I think sometimes I go to gay bars and it's really triggering to like, you know, it's not past me to know that I am seen as like a fetish or something like that. But going from not being seen as a sexual image at all for many years of my life, especially in North Carolina. And that's something I, that's why I say North Carolina is what it is because no shade, North Carolina I never felt like I had a community where they uplifted who I looked, what I look like at all. <laughs> You're so shady. You're so shady. No, no. I, I agree with you. I, I um, have a question. I'm wondering what? if you indulge me. So I'm wondering how you felt slash feel like you didn't have the sexual um, image developed yourself in North Carolina when um, you're pretty promiscuous then. A lot of girls are when they don't know themselves, Cassie. A lot of, you know... It's just weird not to see yourself as sexual while being highly sexual. I guess that's what I'm trying to see. I feel like... I like no, I, I what I say is I didn't I, don't, I never felt like it, I can I can when I went to chemistry I never felt like I could talk to someone and like we could actually go on a date next. You know what I'm saying? Never felt that. I always felt like I was a hookup. I all those were grinder. Is that a sexual all image those, yourself all, or maybe a romantic image? All yourself, no, maybe. all those are basically saying that I never hooked up without grinder in North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? That was not a positive habit, and I'm off grinder now. Cause and ever since then, I've been able to just like be more comfortable myself. Come on, Bumble. <laughs> yeah, Bumble ad, y'all. Uh, um, actually, someone from North Carolina, from my high school, literally said, "Oh my God, is this you?" 
And I was like, you remember me? And I was like, work. And I had a coworker be like, oh my god, I met this guy on Bumble. We're going on a date on Friday. And I was like, for real? I got it. Bumble is actually not 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 bad. I've talked to several people on Bumble. Yeah, I hope she doesn't go missing. Oh my god, true. <laughs> That's why I don't even trust those He deleted his profile like right after. I don't know what's going to happen, but you heard it here first. If this hurts her oh! podcast, you heard it first. <laughs> Wait, don't do it. It's not a true crime right? series. <laughs> Um, and so I, I see that and I think that, like I said, I never felt like I, over there in Dallas, especially in Dallas, I, there was this really cute guy. Oh my God. He was so adorable. Um, but he looked young. And so I already started being that person. Like he's young. He's like people, his friends were like pushing him into me and I just did not know how to respond to that. I don't know how I shut oh down. Oh my god! And so those are things that never happened to me in North Carolina. They've had to me in DC sometimes, and I've shut down up here as well. But especially over there, I just I think it's been habit. Like my immediate reaction is to like push it away, and I think that was over the course of DC. Like when I moved to DC, like were people more like like vibing with me? Yes. Was it a cultural shock for me? Yes. I never had someone to kind of like. Especially, I think the toxicity I of. I never had somebody show me all the things that you can tell me. <laughs> Especially witnessing how, uh, like, a direct white doppelganger is literally getting received. When I, you know, seeing, like, white gays, like, just have this natural, like, thing. And then I felt always outskirt, like, in the outskirts, it just never vibed. But there, sure. I felt like I at least could, like, like, it felt very good to just feel like I, like, was being seen in a different way, not just. A grinder hookup, and I didn't have grinder. I didn't have all those things. Oh my god, I can't wait to be seen. That's not a sexual object, you know. Um, yeah, because people were actually asking about my dad and like stuff like that, and I think that's just like something that that's I really sweet. Yes, I'm a sweet guy. I'm a sweet person. People think I'm a bitch, but I'm actually very like I realize like I have a good family. Like I do have like a good. He can be sweet when he, when he wants to be. Not I, all the time. Not, I mean, no, clearly. Front, front clearly. People dig <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I do have a bite. Uh, that, but I do think that I get a it's bad a rap out there. And I think that that's something that I really wanted to like dive deep into the podcast about. Because it's just really remains to be seen that like because Dallas is in Texas, it has to have good gay culture. It has to have these spaces where you go and you feel like you actually matter. And I think going to a space that was like Latino and like playing Latino music and, it play, and maybe uh, it's just southern and hospitality having, and having a rue girl and that's what I'm saying. You're oh, and I, there's always a the glamour thing where like you are the new gay in town. We all know that. Like when I you're sugar. when you're the new gay in the town, everyone's like, "Who's that?" Yeah, people we're the gays. We know we know how it operates, and that's how it was in DC with, with, with me too. But in every city you go to, and I want people to get out of their heads. If you just went out, you would realize that you, are, you like, are not ugly. You know what I'm saying? For the no, longest yeah. time. Just, just, you should do what I do. Tell yourself that you're better than everyone. You have to start, <laughs> yeah, you have to start really just, like, keeping a mantra. You know That's what, what I actually, to I have to reference this because I thought it was the best thing I heard in the whole season, which was Maddie. In the last episode, talking about confidence. Uh, yeah. And just like, the thing about confidence is no one knows if it's real or not. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And so that's, I love <laughs> it here. Yes, that's a, such a good point. And I, people tell me that, like, 
uh, like I said, to me, people think that, or believe that I'm confident. And I do believe that I'm confident in many situations. But I also feel like I am not confident in a lot of, like, relationship and intimacy level confidence. There's not a confidence there. Because of, like, my toxic history with Grindr and, like, how sex operates for me sometimes. And so I, that's why I've stopped going on Grindr. And I think it's been a upward thing where I've, like, started to, like gear away from certain things but i think the next challenge for me is to like see myself as a person that is worthy of like a one-night stand that actually can lead into like a friendship or a networking thing and not just be cut off i think i'm very ice the wall's there the wall we all have the wall honey so tear down the wall 2022 (laughs) tear down the wall you know, I, I mean, going out, having the walls is up. It's, it's also necessary. I want to be clear that sometimes, you know, our defenses are necessary and do protect yes, us. Yes, Um, Same thing with anxiety or uh, or even sometimes anger levels. Like these things do perform protective factors. Yes. So you don't need to feel shame or bad or anything. It's just something to be aware of. Yes. You know, when we were at our last event, I, I you know, I remember feeling not uncomfortable, but there was uh, a gentleman who like kept staring at me for like an hour. It was like an old guy, and I don't know if you know. And the thing is, you never know what it's about. Is it because I'm gorgeous and beautiful? Is it because they're like, what the fuck is that? I know it's definitely probably more like <laughs> gorgeous you know, like, and beautiful. Interested, you know yeah. all these things, and every time I look over, he would just be like, leave it, look away, and it's just so weird. And so it, it's like cat and mouse. No, you know, it's <laughs> like being stalked and it's creepy. And luckily, you know, we lasted. Stay there longer than he did. So. Yeah. It, it, right. So there's still real barriers, right? There's still yeah. real obstacles. Where it's like sometimes you need a wall. Sometimes you need to be like ha 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 and just run yeah. around and you know pretend to be okay, even yeah. though you're like on edge because I'm sure no one knew. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you didn't sell, you didn't show that anxiety at all towards that, and I think that's something about that just speaks to when you're a female presenting or woman presenting is just like. You are just, like, even if you're, like, having a blast, you're not trying to think about nothing, there's always, like, a man out there looking at you, like, Literally. an object. And, like I said, that's something that, like, I have to start, like, realizing that I'm in the space of. But I think that's such an importance to travel. I think everyone needs to travel. I think this this trip also just really, like, refreshed my mental juju. And I know that we're in a pandemic, but I think if you... Or a person that has not been out of your bubble in a while, get out of your bubble. And if you, especially if you, I see people are saying that I'm depressed. And for some reason, why is being depressed like almost like quirky and cute now? I mean, it's definitely the go-to, and you know, even at the school level, kids, people, people use it now. I'm not saying that it's not real, but people it, definitely yes. use it as a way to get out of things. Oh, I'm anxiety. I thought I couldn't do it. I'm depressed. Yes, and. I, I do have a conflict with it. Obviously, I'm, I'm a mental health professional and someone who does have anxiety, someone that has experienced depression, not that I have it clinically, but everyone experiences depression at some point in their life, multiple times probably, because you, you have a long life ahead of you. But um, I, I don't always feel like it is an excuse or it absolves you from things. Not to say that people can't have sympathy. I don't think that we need to be like, you're depressed, still go on and do things. I'm just saying... Yes. You hassle. There also has to be a moment where you keep going, though. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So it's it's like a it's like a balance. Mm. Um, but I I want to transition to relationships for a second. Um, and and why 
you girls don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, it's just I it's just it's just thoughts, things I ponder, things I see, right? Okay, I see yes. things, I see things I read. Um You're reading, yes. You're, you're reading right now. <laughs> you're right, you're right. And and this is something that I was thinking about last week. So last week my partner got sick with the flu for the second time this season. Wow. Um so it, it, it was a lot. I want you to know it's a lot taking care of a sick person. And I'm not saying that my partner is special or anything, but he wasn't sick in the way of like, oh, I feel bad. Let me lay down for a few days. You know, it was fevers. It could oh. be rest, you know, up and down. And when when you do that for someone, it, it's, it's intimate. It's extremely intimate mm. in a way. And... In such a way that I, I can barely describe. I know it sounds like romantic poetic, uh-huh. blah, 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 but it's, it's an intimacy of being there, being present, being there for someone, um, and it's a certain love or care that's there. Similar to, I feel, you know, the love we care for our parents when they yeah. get older, or you're taking care of your siblings, or a parent or a child, or a pet you really care about. Um, but there's a level there. And I don't think people have that level nor do they strive for it in relationships hence why we have all this more openness i feel this is just my opinion i'm not an expert okay i just feel like we are so afraid to get to such a intimacy to get to such a place of vulnerability because there's a lot that gets transferred there it's not just one person taking care of other what happens when they have emotions about it? What happens when it's compounded with all the other things of life? How happens when your stuff interacts with their stuff? How can you go through it? How do you process it? Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's times for me that's really emotional. You know, my father was sick for a lot of my life. So mm-hmm. um, having yeah. to take care of someone truly at this point now that he's passed does trigger me and does put me in an extremely emotional state um, where I just kind of go back to that, that space and to go through it and to still push through because of love and care, I think that is what people miss in relationships. Mm. That's, that's what I mean. Um, why don't we go for that relationships? Why are there so many relationships that don't seem to have that, seem hollow, seem transparent, seem not full of love or life, truly? I just think Instagram and media has put this idea that relationships look like Wait, this. Wait, where do you feel like you see these things? Because, I mean, I sometimes... I mean, we had an event, do the X's wall, talking to people, people I know, people you know, yeah. having literally having dialogue with so many people about relationships. That's what I was keep thinking about. I kept thinking about that this month. Um, I see a lot of relationships out there that have like I've i I think I I've recently like built French friendships with other people in relationships, and I've seen like a positive outlook on relationships recently too. I think and other. I mean, everyone has friends that have messy relationships. Yes. Currently, past, yes. present. It's a fact. That's how that's how life works. And I think recently I've cut out that, like, like people that feel like they have to be forced together, and I think that's something that. People don't prioritize, and I think that's something that I I think you're onto something too. Is I think people think about the image and like what like I have a boyfriend. I think people love saying that. I think I, I love having a girlfriend. I have a people boyfriend. absolutely love that, but they don't write what comes with it. Yes, one hundred percent. And that's why you know what, boo. Like <laughs> the, a big thing for me is I 
Are you good with the cough? Mm. Um, I feel like I sometimes like have to like really like ease into the idea of a relationship because I've been so independent for so much of my life. And so hearing you like talk about taking care of someone while they're sick is like very overwhelming for me. Because for me, I don't want people to take care of me when I'm sick or when I like sometimes it feels good to be watched out for. But sometimes it feels like too much when people like are there helping me because I feel like no, I, I, I agree. That's what I was saying. The thing is, it depends also your your partner or partners or how you ever you go. Like you're right. And my when I'm sick, I more like please leave me alone. Yeah. But um, that's not the case for my partner. It's like the opposite. Okay. So it also depends on just like love languages, communication styles. It depends on so much. And the thing is, when you get a relationship, you're getting a whole person. So a whole person in. And I, people say, this, I feel like I heard this on Tyler Perry play. But you gotta see people in their seasons. Yes. A lot of people see people in spring and you know summer when it's yeah. all nice and hot. What yeah. about two, three years down the line when shit go down? When you're like, in the room together and you have nothing to talk about. Yeah. I think that's a great. Uh, I think that's also something you had to point out about open relationships. I do see that where in open relationships, sometimes I feel like they had to pass a certain level of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's easy. I don't want to say it's easy because I'm sure it takes a lot of emotional maturity to, like, say, hey, go fuck somebody and be okay with it. And I think to a degree I could maybe... I don't know. Sometimes I go back and forth. Like, is that something in the future, like in 20 years, I'd be interested in? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how that would be for me. But I think, for me... I just think it takes... Uh, it takes, it takes I have questions maturity. for my man. It takes trust. It also takes you being that kind of person. Um, when I think of, like, Bob the Drag Queen, their relationships, to me, it does make sense. You are a person that travels a lot. Um, you have a lot of emotions, a lot of love. So you have a person that... Uh, you have multiple partners and your partners interact and they, and they work together. So as long as everyone's into it, I, I, I'm down. And, they, and, that, and I think those dynamics like that that kind of share the emotional, I, mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's like, you know, an imbalance. You know, sometimes people like think there's a primary and there's like a... I mean, I hope you bleep this person out, but I feel like I've seen that relationship, that, that B relationship. Um, and I think those are interesting relationships. Um, only because you see how they operate sometimes, and it's just very, like, it doesn't seem to be, like, you know what I'm saying? I also think that's an unfair assessment. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, okay. Just because I am in a relationship, and sometimes, and it's something I just I struggle with, like, this is, like, this real thing. I, I think sometimes we worry about the optics so much, and sometimes it's like, are people seeing what... I feel in my relationship, how are all my friends, family members, et cetera, are people seeing what makes my relationship so special? And the truth is, no, unless you're planning it. And it's hard to work and plan this like, I'm perfect and balanced and equal and we're here and here. I just think it's a lot of work. And so what I've done is I've just stopped caring, Um, which may Mm -hmm. be, and that's why people just show what they show. So if you see them more with one than the other, does that mean anything? Um, I just, I mean, I had, we, I, we experienced friends with V relationships in our past. And I think that it just feels sometimes very selfish. And I mean, I think there's exceptions to everything. Just yes. like claiming depression, anxiety. Obviously yes. there are people with it and there's also people that are manipulated. There's people uh, yes. who, who are, who claim polyamory. Um, 
when they just want to experiment and then they go back to it when they're done and so where's the difference then? Where's the difference between these relationships that you see that are one that are cuz sometimes I think I think it's okay to be in an open relationship if you started at least you know I actually, don't, I, I actually don't care about the type of relationship. I I think my point really was just about being willing and working towards intentionally being having that kind of intimate personal relationship even had older women talking about this at work. They were like, sometimes I think about, you know, there's so many people divorced and this and this, and I'm like, why would I leave my family? Why would I start over at this point? That's so dumb. And I know sometimes people think that means, like, trapping or forced to stay, but I don't even think it looks like that. I think it's like a commitment. Like, if you're going to be with someone, then it's a commitment, and there's no guarantee that it's going to be good all of the time. I do believe that, 100%. But I do think you need to be together for a while. I think you need to be, like... There's the but it depends. Once it starts leaking into your other relationships, that's not a relationship that needs to be together. No, that's I think that's where the draw line is. I think when your relationship starts to affect certain dynamics, I think that's where it is fair. You know, when people like start like bickering in front of each other, and like it just it never should have started. I think that is something like people like. Would you say like high school sweethearts is like a romantic thing? Or something that is, I mean, I I as a high school you don't think you need experience. Or? No, as a as a high school uh, educator who's been in high school for most of his career, yeah. I personally do not believe in high school sweethearts. Okay. I would, I would cast these monsters. Please do not marry anyone you meet in high school. Please, yeah. God. Um, I I think there's exceptions, obviously, but I think ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's not going to fucking work out. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't. So, do what's it. the line for like when you should get divorced or when, you, <sighs> like, you should really work through something? I think to me, I feel like divorce should be your your last, your last resort. To me personally, because in my past, what I'm saying about when your shit starts leaking, we lost friends because of uh, like a messy relationship that was in our lives, and it was because that person was just you know venting about the situation instead of telling their partner that. You know what I'm Correct. saying? And it ruined the dynamic. It absolutely ruined the dynamic uh, from then on out. And to me, that's when I think a relationship is just... You know what I'm saying? That's when a relationship has, like, to me, run its course. Um, I think it run its course whenever it runs its course. I, and I think that's the thing. Relationships are commitment. And a commitment does not run its course. necessarily have anything to do with love. And I don't think people realize that. I, I think people don't really get into the nuances. I think people think, in relationship, I find a person I like. They like me back. We're together. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. If you're committed to something, to someone, then you are doing it. Just like you and your jobs and your careers, it's the same kind of commitment. If you're committed to being a lawyer, a doctor, there's going to be some motherfucking days where it's terrible as hell, right? There's going to be weeks, months. What happens when it's low staff? What happens when, you know, the money runs out here, here, here? It's just like a business. It's a relationship is similar to that. And the goal is to add love and have that all within. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's work. Yeah, it's a nuance. I see the nuances in... Like, my parents' relationship. Like, sometimes I'm like, wow, they really, like, sometimes I think... It, sometimes sometimes there's times when you need to be friends. We need yeah. to be lovers. We need to be roommates. Yes. All, all within the same yeah. relationship. And it doesn't take away from the validity of it. Yeah. But 
you're both humans and you're all changing too. You change every few years. So when the new changes come, you got to deal with that too. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I started to like wonder, like maybe I am very rigid in my relationship and views a relationship in certain ways. I still trust my intuition in many ways. But I think that like for the, the general P, the GP, it seems very transient. It seems very like I have to work I have to work to put up this image that I got I got the man, I got the money, I got the mansion, I got all these things. And especially in the people DC focus culture. On that. People focus on and that. the DC culture. And that's what immediately pushes me out. And I think maybe that's sometimes why I wonder if like that's what really I, I going back to like other things, I think that we have to really be aware of our bubbles and if things are not working around your situation, um, don't always feel like it needs to be changed. Or, you, or, I mean, it doesn't need to be changed. Sometimes change is good. And I know people that, like, my parents do not sleep in the same bed. And I think that is something that's been inherited down to me because I think that... I it's can, also more common than people realize. I also yeah. think that's a traditional thing. I mean, there are so many dynamics. There are yeah. couples who've been together, but one snores too loud. And they're yeah. like, I'm sleeping in another room. Yeah. They've been together forever. Yeah. I mean... Gay couples, but straight couples. I think when you have kids, I think that is a commitment. I do think that's, and that's what another commitment. commitment. I had a high school friend just announce his third baby girl. He's in a gay relationship. They had a third baby oh my sur- God. surrogate. Oh my and God. A third white baby. And I am just, and I'm like, are you bored? Do you need something else to do? Do you have so much money and nothing to do that you just you just do this? And it's, and it's you know, it's all cute. People love it. I, I. I, 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 honey. No, I, I say mean, do you if you want to do it. How old how are they? My age. They're 28 with three kids already. Got it. Okay. That is a lot. Um, But see, like I said, I, but I also, like, something I really appreciated with going to Texas is seeing my brother, my brother's marriage. And I think it's such a, I've seen how they raise those kids and it really gave me hope that raising kids is yeah, sometimes possible. It, sometimes the people are born and raise kids and I love people that yeah. enjoy parenting and want to do it. Um, but you think sometimes with, especially the gays, especially the gays, I think, I think, no shame, the and, gays. And this is my thing. I do think, you know, queer people were made evolutionarily, you know, to control the population. That says everyone don't need to be pregnant. Everyone yeah. Be fucking, you know yeah. Um, and also, and I think, and I think we're a little more selfish, and and rightfully so. We went through a lot, honey. But we need to have our moment. And I, I don't feel, I really used to feel bad. I don't really feel bad about that. Like, honestly, this is another reason why I say North Texas better than North Carolina. You just made a sense. In North Carolina, in those, no matter what city you are in, maybe Charlotte, maybe Charlotte's the uh, Atlanta. Stop. You really see people in being 28 having kids with having three four kids i mean i've taught kids i i, I have kids who have taught when i remember i started teaching i was 21 um who already have two three kids already and it's and they grow up so fast the, the growing up rate in north carolina is people age themselves so fast down there and i didn't see that in dallas per se i saw the girl maybe i didn't see age maybe the girls are maybe i was flirting with a bunch of 22 year olds you know probably, what i'm saying probably. um but I didn't feel that rela- relationship. That that seemed a lot for me. And I think that is Well, there's nothing to do. Period. 
That's the point. I think there is nothing so to do. So if you're not going to college, if you're not getting a career, if you're not going learning a skill and doing something that you're passionate about, people don't know their passions. People think having a kid is a passion. It's not. It's something yeah. to do. Yes. 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 What happens and, when the kids and, are not and, there? And these girls, only because I see it, because I still might my former students on my social media, so I can still see them, you know, raise these little bastards. Um... They just and they love them. They all love their babies from zero to three. They don't like them when they start talking mm. and they start uh, being humans back. Yes, they love having a best friend. Girls, especially yes. girls who are broken, they love having a best friend from zero to three. Something just loves them unconditionally. Mm. After that, they start talking back and shit. Hate them. Yeah, yeah. And that's know. the real parenting, honey. And that's the same thing with relationships. And so, like I said, I think going. I think. I think I say this every episode go live your life and really start like witnessing people do things that you feel like are impossible and I think that really helps you frame things for yourself and I think this conversation is like also like I said it is a commitment for being in a relationship and I think you do have to be willing and able to drop everything for somebody um, and really prioritize that person you have to really prioritize that person. You have to really have a foundation before you even have the kids. Can you create like a deep rooted moment with a person before you give it to a new person that has nothing to do with the situation? You know what I'm saying? And so I think that is such a valid, valid, valid point. I I love the fact that we can talk about this. Today, this was a very vibey, uh, emotional episode just because, like I said, I think... We've been watching Encanto. No, first of all, you've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn for 17 hours. It's Horizon Forbidden West. 17 hours. I want you to know that I have put in 36 hours in total, and they have told me I'm only 43% done. How many hours? 36. 36. So that is a whole Over a full day without stuff. Well, how long has it been? Less than a week. That's a whole day of your life. (laughs) Over a day. Over two days. Less than a week. Uh, forty percent. Yeah, I'm not, I would not have the longevity. I'm a, I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, and I'm realizing I have to like taste Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I taste it here. I'll play it for forty five minutes here, and then just keep. I just want to really beat that game. Um, but yeah, that is too much. And the commitment. But the, but it is a visually stunning video game. For and the feeling. I know you haven't actually felt the controller, but like when you're in heavy grass, the controller actually feels heavier and it feels yeah. slower. And the vibrations and the way you do things is amazing. I'm such a PS5 fan right now. I'm also a big Forbidden West fan with Aloy. And, you know, it features Angela Bassett, Carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix. Wow. It's so iconic. But I, I really want to impress everyone as we wrap up February, honeys. Wow, Black History Month is a wrap. Yeah, yeah y'all tried it. But <laughs> it's okay. We're going to keep going on with the year because all we're going to keep doing is him. Let's keep moving on. Um, it's lighter outside. It's hotter, right? Enjoy your life, y'all. Um, wow, everyone. Thank you for joining this amazing episode of Wait, Don't Do It. My name is Rafi. You can find me very much at Wait, Don't Do It podcast on IG, TikTok, The Works. Where can they find you? Make sure you find at Nini Paris, Twitter, TikTok, IG. You know the vibes. Make sure you comment, like, subscribe. What else do we say? And um, thank you for all the love. Thank you for randomly screaming. We love your podcast. Thank you for coming up and yes. saying, are you that TikTok guy? Oh, my God, stop. Thank you for just really making our day specials. And make sure to come see The Dane perform March 6th at DC9. See you soon. 7.30, right? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> One time, mama. <laughs>
the show begins at seven thirty, bitches. So be there at seven. I'll be I'll be out there talking to y'all. So oh my god, I can't wait for y'all to see this. Beat and greet. What did they do it? The dame. Oh my god, we're gonna be rhinestoning that fucking dress. Uh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I can't wait for y'all to see it. See us. Bye. <laughs> not you editing out. <laughs> we're gonna. We're not gonna rise up. Are we not doing anything for Black History Month? 